0: Welcome to the family with Andy Brant Bernard because Alex and Catherine aren't here yet and either is Mike Bryant so they're all on some other clock man I don't get it but in any case Michael Bryant,
1: Brad, Sean,
0: Bryant what's the latest?
1: Uh, we're just trying to represent people who've been injured through no fault of their own. We're trying to talk to them before they talk to an adjuster or before they take a settlement that isn't something they should get based upon their injuries.
0: For great deals from the Minnesota sales leaders, go to Burnsville or Coon Rapids Nissan.
3: Hey, this Brian's up. Summer is finally here. And if you're like me, you've got some serious riding planned. Make sure you and your motorcycle are good to go with Dennis Kirk. Whatever you ride, Harley, Indian, Metric Cruiser, or sport bike, you'll find what you need at Dennis Kirk. 160,000 parts and accessories in stock. Clothing and helmets, too. Order before 8 p.m., and they ship the same day. Plus, shipping is free for orders over 89 bucks. Follow Zep's lead and head to DennisKirk.com. They ship today. We
0: have a special guest coming up also in about 15 minutes, Andy Bombeck. Someone's here. Well Somebody just jumped in. It's Alex. Sounds like Alex. It is Alex. hmm Long day, short years—a cultural history of modern parenting. Andy Bombek. So it's a good thing that you showed up, Alex, because early. Started
4: 1030. at ten thirty. It started at ten thirty. It's ten
0: thirty. It's ten thirty. That's so why we started. we started.
5: You started before
4: ten thirty. You started right at like ten
5: twenty-nine and forty-five seconds. See, early. Oh, you have
4: moms on. I had to pick up. Oh yeah, I do. I was like, these feel weird.
0: Okay. You making it?
4: Sorry, I had to pick up up, uh, Fawn's dance contract.
0: Oh, so she made it, huh?
4: She made the team, and they gave her a duet. Oh, my
0: God. With the
4: owner's son.
0: Hmm. How old's the owner's son?
4: But I don't know if she'll do that.
0: Oh, really? You think she might go, and I'm not doing that. No, she
4: really wants to, but this is not an inexpensive endeavor.
0: No. There's a shot. Oh, my God. can't be that expensive.
4: Ugh. It is.
5: I'm not surprised. Everything's expensive. Well, that's
0: true. Everything now is expensive. Yes. That's very, very true. Well, Except for my new car that I just got from Walzer Automotive Group. <laughs> oh, we talked <laughs> about it on the morning show this morning. Oh, did morning. you? Oh, you know, yeah. Dougie called in, so we talked about you buying a car. and yep. just got uh, a I Nissan
5: you. Kicks.
4: Kicks. I've never so heard of it I,
5: until, like, last week.
4: I parked next to one this weekend. It's so tiny.
5: It's, yeah. It's <laughs> a lot smaller than what we have.
4: You're in a... Yeah, if whoever sits in the passenger seat behind the car seat is going to be squished.
5: Yeah, the passenger seat—it's not about the passenger seat for us.
4: Yeah, because I mean, Ethan's not
5: going to be in the passenger seat for what eight years? No, behind
4: the car seat is what I'm saying, because the car seat is going to make you have to shove the front. Oh, actually, no.
5: Surprisingly, it's got more legroom than our Rogue Sport.
0: I don't think it's that small. Somehow, Somehow, yeah, it has has more legroom. Well, that's
4: like, if you look at, I have an Outback that I got from Walzer Automotive Group. Yeah. Of course. And if you look at the Forester, the Forester looks bigger. But the Outback actually is bigger.
5: Yeah, it all the depends Forester's, on how they configure the space, yeah, I the guess. The Forester
4: sits up higher and it's taller, mm. but the Outback is shorter and longer. So there's a lot more leg room in it. Well, I mean, the kicks
5: outback. is objectively, it's shorter And smaller than the Rogue Sport, but but somehow they made the front seats very. I think it's because the back seats are not spacious at all. Yeah, but that's fine because we use them for car seats and nothing else. Yeah, it's going to be many years until anyone's sitting back there.
4: Well, and that's what is that going to be, Melissa's car?
5: That's my car to drive to work because the gas mileage I'm getting like forty miles a gallon.
4: Does it have four wheel drive?
5: Uh, no. But aisle. if it's ever snowing really badly, I can just take the Rogue Sport. So there you go. True. We got it all covered. Not
4: just a Rogue. It's a Rogue Sport. It Indeed.
5: is. It's <laughs> a, actually a completely different car. Really? I know. It's... Oh. And they're phasing it out because no one knew what they were. And so no one bought Because everyone them. just
4: bought a Rogue? Yep, pretty much. Because <laughs> they thought they were just getting a Rogue?
5: Yeah, it's not a trim level of a Rogue. It is its own thing.
4: Oh, that's weird. Mm-hmm. That's like... The Land Rover, Range Rover. Oh, yeah. Like, there were Land Rovers, and then there was the Do they not do Range Land Rover. Rover anymore? Yeah, they still do.
5: Oh,
0: okay. I don't
4: know if they still... Yeah, I think they still make Range Rovers. Oh, I have to
0: take this call. I think. Okay. All right, I just... I'm, I'm looking at the headlines today, the news to be talking about. I'm surprised your mom's not here yet. What the hell is yeah. your mother? I don't know. <laughs> So here are your headlines today. Judge to Lindsey Graham, you have to testify. On primary eve, different outlooks for Cheney Murkowski. Uh, police seek brother of ex NFLer in fatal shooting. Iran has something to say about Rushdie attack. You are next. Cops investigate threat to J.K. Rowling. Is there any good news? Honest to God, is there ever uh, any good news anymore?
4: I uh, Yes, there is, just not on...
0: On the news sites.
4: Typical media, yeah. Yeah, I,
0: it, it just, there's got to be some good news out there, I would think.
4: Yes, right? there's definitely, definitely good news. One I wish I had so. my iPad. I need to start bringing my iPad here because that's what I have all of. I don't have social media on my phone.
0: Right, good I move. Took
4: it, I took it all off, but I have it on my iPad, so I should start bringing that here.
0: So, J.K. Rowling.
4: So what she do now? Is she anti-trans again?
0: No, I, she didn't say anything about that. She said that she supported Salman Rushdie, though, because the guy's been shot. So she supports Salman Rushdie, and apparently she's been uh, threatened with death <coughs> for doing that. Okay. Oh. You know, I kind of liked uh, the Harry Potter stuff. I thought it was pretty good, didn't you think? Oh,
4: yeah, Harry Potter <coughs> was fantastic.
0: Catherine decided to get here. Was it noon? What? Is it noon? Harry Potter, author J.K. Rowling, expressed support online for Salman Rushdie after he was stabbed and received a death threat for her trouble. Now police in Scotland are investigating, reports The Hollywood Reporter. On Friday, Rowling tweeted, feeling very sick right now, let him be okay, upon hearing the news about Rushdie. A user with the handle, at mir asif aziz one replied, don't worry, you are next. Rowling called out on uh, Twitter on Saturday for allowing the reply to, to remain up. And the New York Times reports it was deleted and the account suspended on Sunday... So, basically, that's all we do now is hate one another and threaten to kill one another. Is that, uh, is that where we're headed?
6: Great.
0: Pretty <clears> much <throat> the deal. <throat> <coughs> well, he got a, Andy had he to had take a phone call. call. I, parked car, way, little, I parked next to Andy's car, by the way,
6: Catherine. Is this me? Oh, I pressed yep. the right button. Kiki. Oh, look at you, look big at me. shot. Oh engineer. Gosh, engineer. Engineer, Catherine. I need a raise. I can do it all.
0: <laughs> oh, my God. A
6: raise from nothing. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yes, you and I would get a raise to $1 from nothing. So, you know, it'll all work out. In it Indiana. all works out. Uh, in any case, Twitter has not commented publicly, but Police Scotland uh, confirmed it is looking into the threat deadline reports that the suspended user had described himself in his Twitter bio as a student, social activist, political activist, and research activist. Okay, you mm-hmm. st- activist three times, get away from me.
6: I think he's, I think he's an activist.
0: I literally, if someone oh, said oh. that to me, I'd go get away from me. If you're a three <laughs> different kinds of activists, I don't need to be near you.
6: Yeah, it's probably a college student.
0: Oh, Michael's here. Hello? Michael Bryan hey. came in.
4: Good. I, got, I have a contract in front of me now. There's a lawyer here. I oh, good. Into the
1: parking lot by who? By this guy who apparently wanted to challenge me because he claims I cut him off.
6: Oh, <gasps> road rage! You had a road rage inst- yeah, incident. So so Fine. You know
0: which <laughs> Mike is? Is Michael's?
6: Uh, well. It might say something. Okay, I'm the engineer now. Catherine's I'm the engineer and Danny's um, on the phone. Yeah. Tie line guest, maybe speak into the microphone.
1: <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Speak, <laughs> speak. Nope. You gotta raise it up. It's, nope. it's, my, it's Gelfand How about now? level. Yeah, it is Gelfand. Is that it? Nope. Okay, guest, guest.
0: Hello. Oh, there there we it is. Go. Hey. Chief Engineer Catherine. Look at me but yeah.
6: pressing buttons that are labeled.
0: <laughs> okay, I want to hear all about this. So you're going down, what, 100? So do do?
1: I'm getting off of Minnetonka to get on 100. Yeah. And this van, two lanes turn left. This van moves up and is way up in front, which is fine. They're both turning left. We're waiting for traffic. So I go straight and to turn on to 100, and he's coming there, and then the two lanes go down to one. Okay, yeah, so, right, so right. I think the person who's in the straight lane has the right-of-way, I think. I would think but somehow so. somehow he thought he had the right-of-way to go in front of me. So he starts flipping me off and the whole thing and stuff. And I just put my hands up. I don't flip people off because I watch that guy get his fingers smashed oh, in the door oh, yeah. when I was yeah. a teenager. I've never flipped oh. anybody off my whole life. Because <laughs> I'll bet you he has hand problems forever. So oh. then the guy follows me all the way here.
0: Okay, so I'm watching him follow me the
1: whole way. So he can't be in a hurry, because if he's in a hurry, why would he be following me? Exactly.
0: (laughs) So So now he went from being in a hurry to nothing. So
1: I park, and I get out of the vehicle, and I think he realized, that guy's bigger than I thought he
2: was. Right, exactly.
1: (laughs) So so I get out and walk up to the car, and he's like, well, why did you cut me off? I'm like, you were coming from the side. I had the right-of-way. I had the right-of-way. He's like, oh. I'm like, did you follow me? He goes... Oh no, bro, I have a meeting in this bro. building. no, I'm bro. I'm like, bullshit. Bro. Okay, bro. Bro-shit. He drove on. So he's, he's probably sh- uh, smashing my car up on the parking Probably. Oh probably, man, yeah, I hope there's cameras true. out there. But what a crap. I mean, it's like, really? You know, and I think, and I told him, I said, if you came to talk about it, you can get out of the vehicle if you want. And I, that was like, nope.
0: Yeah, no, I'll just wait here. I didn't here. get out like a madman,
1: I just got out. You know I just so. don't
0: understand people I, I really do not understand people do you hear about this JK Rowling getting the death threat well, I
1: know you're yeah. next
0: yeah you're next, next he said and he's a political activist a social activist and a climate activist wow. He's three different kinds of activists Boy
6: wow activist for
1: humanity well, i guess uh, Not. i knew some people that were in the front row or second to front row when rushy got attacked. oh really they, they actually watched it oh, wow. in new york uh, yeah in new york yeah. lord yeah. jesus yeah. so he got stabbed like 18 times I or something. said yeah but he's off life support so he's doing good yeah so that is he's good. doing better than Ann <laughs> <laughs> holy to that that Oh she's dead yeah brain yeah. dead well i guess she had a
6: lot of um burns too and smoke inhalation well they took 60 minutes or something like that to get her out of that's not great. She started the house on fire by yeah, running into did. it at 100 miles an hour. Oh, wow. She had fentanyl in her system and some other stuff. Was oh. it suicide?
5: It seems like a it was crazy suicide. Way I suicide think, well, it was suicide. Well, according to is, Kristen,
6: she uh, and he- 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 had a he- ton of mental health issues in yeah, the first yeah. place. Uh, she
1: always had yeah. Uh, and, and
6: yeah, and unfortunately was doing Whatever, it's fentanyl and some other thing. I think it turns into an eight ball or I don't know. I
4: don't
7: know okay. the drug. I don't eight know what
2: the drug cocaine. thing is.
6: I know that from LA Nick.
7: No.
4: Okay. <laughs> well, anyway, apparently, you
2: know apparently
4: she's had parties,
6: substance use issues yeah. and health, mental health issues, and she's just a big old mess. And what, I mean, I've, it, that's terrible. It's terrible that she's had mental health issues, but it's also terrible that she chose to do a bunch of drugs and get behind a wheel and run into somebody's house. Yeah,
5: that was not a good thing.
6: The the woman and the two kids got out okay, but their house is destroyed. And they were talking about giving her this walk of heroes or something, the healthcare workers at the hospital. And I'm like,
1: Hmm. Given who the walk of?
6: Anne. Yeah, what's that?
1: She I, was drunk
0: and ran into something. You know that the woman, by the way, may not get a dime for her running into her house. Why wouldn't she? The yeah. insurance company say they're not paying for it.
1: Well, but she's got homeowners, doesn't she? I would think. And, and, Unless
6: she owned it and out and right. And if a car runs your vehicle,
0: you got liability. She just needs to call someone Well, she can also sue
5: Anne Hedge's estate. There's yeah. plenty of money there, I'm sure. Oh, who knows?
1: I, I don't know if she's does she got a lot of money. I don't know if she does or not.
6: I don't know yeah, either.
1: I don't know enough to build a house. <laughs> enough to build a house
0: well i just go. yeah
6: it's just it, you know i still think that even if you have mental health issues you still have to have some personal accountability to yeah. not do things like right. this hmm. but I no know. that's
0: very true uh so so far today uh Catherine has been the chief engineer. So yeah, I was pressed good. two buttons. I know,
6: Andy <laughs> came in and looked at the board and was <laughs> like, hey, like, somebody
0: else <laughs> hey, can press the button. Hey, <laughs> no, <laughs> I did
6: the
1: electrocution thing, you know. <laughs>
0: no. Yeah, yeah. There is that. And basically, I looked at all the news headlines. We have a special guest coming up in about three minutes, yes, but I looked at some headlines. Everything sucks today in the news. <laughs> Everything's horrible. Everybody's horrible. Uh,
6: I just got a call from New York. Do you think they're trying to call me, the guest? Instead i of you? don't
0: know why they would okay
1: i you have their number so i'm
6: calling them so oh let me see who called
1: i got a call from new york earlier it was it was seeing if i wanted to increase my uh coverage of my car yeah, yeah. they've been <laughs> trying to contact Seven.
0: you about your car's extended warranty yeah. those yeah. extended 49. warranty calls yeah mm-hmm. all right well you guys are looking i'll read this golf just became much more difficult at two courses in southern france environmental activists more active a lot of activists in the news a lot of activists in the news plugged holes with cement. They poured cement into the golf holes on a golf course. Hmm. Reports the BBC. Well, it's dirt, so it's not like no cement.
6: Well, but there's a cup. It, they move the mean just
1: the it out around, Yeah, they
3: so do. Yeah, that's true. Not like... yeah, it
5: literally just takes a post hole digger about <laughs> 20, ten right. seconds to make a new
0: one. Yeah,
6: thinking that they could real... pull that out.
0: I know that's true. It's like that's not always the hole. What are you doing? A group known as Extinction Rebellion claimed responsibility saying it makes no sense that golf courses get an exemption from watering amid a severe drought. The activists say the exemption shows that economic madness takes precedence over ecological reason. Yeah, you definitely, economic madness is going on worldwide right now. They further denounce golf as a leisure industry for the most privileged. Yeah, oh, you don't play anymore. I so don't you, play anymore. You learned that a long time ago. That it's a, a leisure industry for the most privileged.
1: There's, there are people that have that view on golf. That golf is yeah. is truly. I mean, is all bankers and all rich people and all. No. You know, I mean, well, I mean, it probably was a hundred years with ago. The answer, I agree, but there are people that have that view on golf. Well, they're wrong. <laughs>
0: Well, look, when I, we were poor as a sunbitch, I used to go over to Theater Worth and play the par mm-hmm. three, and we had zero money.
1: Yeah, there's th- there are different levels of golf, I agree, but I'm just telling you that there is a whole percentage of th- the way they look at golf. Is
0: anyone happy is what I'd like to So, I want to go golfing, but I can't because you're not happy. Well,
1: why wouldn't you golf? If you want to golf, go well, golf. I'm just saying I don't want to have to hit
0: somebody in the head with my
1: nine. You're not going to golf because somebody in France is. Putting cement in a <laughs> I'm never golfing Sounds again. They like pull it out, they put the plug back in, and it's done. <laughs> <like him. laughs>
0: so you take it out, you take out the, con- the cement, and you put the hole somewhere else, and then that heals up, and mm-hmm. you'll, nobody will ever know what happened. Dan Chesky's here from Dan Southside
2: Marine. It won't be long now until we start seeing boats on the water. Warmer temps and open water are coming soon, Tom. We have inventory in stock now from Alumacraft, Premier, Avalon, and Manitou with more arriving daily. What's the secret to finding a boat you're looking for this year, Dan? My recommendation is to shop now, pick a model, put your name on it. Our team of pros at Dance Outside Marine will have the knowledge and experience to get the boat you want equipped the way you want it equipped. What about financing options? Right now, we are offering low-interest financing options up to 144 months with qualified credit.
6: Hello, I'm Brad Huckle President and Chief Lending Officer at North American Banking Company.
3: And I'm Mike Bilsky, CEO at North American Banking Company. Brad Lees Partner.
1: As a locally owned and operated community bank, we work with a lot of multi-generational family-owned businesses.
0: We yep. got Andy Bombeck on the phone. Andy, how are you?
8: Good, how are you? Thanks for, for calling me. You
0: know what I get to do, Andy, because our son, the chief engineer on the show, his name is Andy. I can do the old uh, Andy Griffith show thing.
8: Mm-hmm. Andy, Andy, Andy. Mm-hmm. What do you think? Uh, maybe, maybe I'll let him answer some of the questions.
0: Yeah, <laughs> well, there you go. Andy <laughs> Bombeck and Andy Bernard. They can, well, I am a too. parent. So. Is he quiet yeah. for
1: everybody? or no, he's not too oh. quiet because on mine he's super quiet. Is so. really? he? Mm-hmm. You got a
0: little volume on the one side of your headphones. That, oh, you that's that right. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Jesus, Palomino. Andy Bombeck, what am I supposed to do with these people in yeah, this studio? That's right, Explain that's it me. to me.
8: Yeah, it's, it sounds like you guys are having a great time.
0: We are indeed. Andy Bombach, ladies and gentlemen. The book is called Long Days, Short Years, a Cultural History of Modern Parenting, How Parenting Became a Verb from Dr. Spock and June Cleaver to Baby Whispering and Free-Range Kids. We have a couple of parents with us. Our son Andy has a son, and our daughter Alex has a, a daughter and a son. So we got got uh, kids ranging in age from uh, 9 or 10 months to 6 years. So, Andy, this is a very, very important call for us. I'm just
8: telling okay. you. Well, I'll, I'll try my best to, uh, to to give some give some advice. You know, I got to be honest
0: with you too, I, and I talk about this out quite openly all the time. Uh, Catherine, this is a family podcast. All the all the members of the family are here, and Michael Bryant, family friend, is with us as well. But um, you know, I got to be honest with you. I love being married. I love having children. I love having grandchildren. I just don't. Uh, who wouldn't want to be a parent? If you can be a parent, why wouldn't you want to be a parent? I love it.
3: Oh, I, I think everybody
8: who uh, becomes a parent or tries to become a parent, uh, we all do it with the best intentions and we all do it expecting that we're going to, to love it as unconditionally as we love our kids. So the idea is that we'll, we'll, we'll never complain about the job or the roles that are expected of parents. But what I you know, found in my own life as a parent, wasn't that I didn't love being a parent, it wasn't that I didn't live to be a parent, it was just mm-hmm. that I found it so, I found it so hard. Yep, and I was just surprised by how much harder it was, and how how much worse I was doing at, at being a parent than I thought I'd be. I always thought I'd be like I always thought I'd be this amazing parent, and I, we you know we already had two small kids, and the third one was on the way. And my wife looked at me, she was like, "You're not doing a great job." And wow! You need, you, Ouch. Need, you need to you need to improve, and that sort of started me on the process of. Uh, of writing this book. So, you know, my son was just asking me, how long, you, how long did you work on the book? And I said, you know, it's exactly about five years ago because this one was still in the belly um, when I started working on this. But what I didn't tell him was that his mom was the one who prompted me to work on it.
0: Well, I'll see. It, it, it came out eventually, though, so you were okay.
8: Yeah, yeah, I think I, I improved. And I think working on this book really helped me improve. And that's sort of, you know, when people, you know, it's not really an advice book. You know, I very clearly say, From the beginning of the book, this is not a how-to book, but a how-come book. It's really a way of trying to figure out why parenting has become so difficult and challenging for parents of my generation, or especially parents like me. But um, I did learn a lot. By by researching the the subject matter and really just diving deep into as many parenting books as I could find and and digest, I I do feel like I, I came out at the end a better parent than I was uh, when
6: I started, so your book charts the cultural history of parenting as a skill to be mastered, from the laid-back mm-hmm. Dr. Spock's 1950s childcare bible. When you did this research, did you ever did you come up with any conclusions on which which generation or methodology mm-hmm. made for happier kids or parents?
8: Um, well, happier is sort of a relative. Uh, relative term, <laughs> well, um, but, but I do think the current generation of parents may be the most unhappy generation of parents. In the very least, this current generation of parents is the most transparent and the most honest about their unhappiness. Like they, they, they are much more willing to share how difficult it is to be a parent. And I, you know, I'm sure parents in you know the generation before me and the generation before that. Found, it, found the job challenging and found it hard, and they had a lot of the unique challenges that parents say don't have to deal with, you know, things like, um, you know, basic things like health that, you know, that we now take for granted. But I think the current generation of parents is, is dealing with a very unique set of struggles, and they're also much more open about how difficult the job is. So, um, you know, you can go on social media and you can see some really glorified images of parenting that in my opinion are a little bit overproduced and a little bit manufactured but you can also go on social media and just see a litany of parents saying how hard their day was how frustrated they are with parenting and just you know have their you know feel like ripping their hair out someone someone i just know tweeted out um you know i feel like i clean my house twice a day and my house is always dirty <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> very it's very true, true. Very, it's like just these honest assessments of how difficult it is to be to have kids around. Uh, I think is a relatively modern phenomenon.
6: Well, oh, it's it's interesting to me because I grew up in a family where it's like if we stayed out of the way and followed the rules, we were fine. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> that was that was like all the expectation. Just go outside and play, get out, you know, be home for dinner, and we didn't have eight billion toys to make a mess out of the house.
8: Now oh, I totally agree. You know, I remember growing up, we would be sent outside and, you know, come back for lunch, come back for dinner, and, and that's about it. And you would think that now there's so many resources that parents have for kids. You know, we can take them to indoor playgrounds. We can take them to these brand-new, you know, outdoor playgrounds that have, you know, super safe slides and swings. We have, you know, special little restaurants that are catered only to families. We have library stores. I mean, there's an overabundance of opportunities that – appear to make your life easier as a parent, but they paradoxically can make it harder because you feel like if you're not taking advantage of them, you're not doing a good job. So if you just let your kids sort of play around the house or play in the backyard all day and you didn't take advantage of uh, the library story hour or the foreign language lesson that's being offered at this place or the music lessons at this place or the sports activity, that if you're not sort of doing this concerted cultivation of your kids and, and utilizing all the resources that are available to sort of optimize their childhood experience, maybe you're just being lazy or just not doing a good job as a parent. I think that's a really hard thing to swallow as as someone who, you know, again, if you if you're a parent now, you grew up having that kind of freedom, as a kid and now you're sort of taking it away from your kids and it's it, it makes the job really struggle, really challenging for parents well
1: but isn't it a product of they have the stuff because we didn't have the stuff as kids i think and, so a lot of the time yeah okay. and that we are doing more things with them because our parents didn't do stuff with us yep. and then they may get to the point that they don't like it and flip it back mm-hmm. when they become parents but it's more yeah. of a it's more of a, a layering that goes on because of what happened in the past
8: yeah, I think, you know, I, I'm sure every generation of parents sort of looks back at their parents and says, this is what they did well, I'll do that. This is what they didn't do well, I'll avoid that. But parents today, in general, are older than parents were 40, 50 yeah, oh yeah. years ago. Mm-hmm. That's and, true. and the older you are, the more distance you have from that childhood and the more time you have to really critically evaluate your own parents and, and sort of, get this idea that like I'm gonna really do it differently now that I'm now that I'm in charge and so the older you are as a parent you know the more resources you have because you've had some time to accumulate resources and the more distance you have from your own childhood the more you're gonna likely do it differently than your parents and and sometimes it's almost like the MO of, of parents today is to do it differently from the, from the way their parents did you know my parents never gave gave me 24-hour day seven day a week attention, I'm going to do the exact opposite because I'm going to show them I can do it differently. And, and I, I have the opportunity to do it differently now that I'm a parent. And then also family sizes are smaller now. So yeah, I grew up, yeah. you know, I I had three brothers. So we were a family of four four boys. I, I barely knew any kids who were only children. And now a lot of my kids' friends, if they have more than, if if a family has more than two kids, you know, you, all of a sudden you think like, wow, I can't believe how big these families are. <laughs> yeah. So Um, Like, we have three kids, and someone said to me, like, three is the upper limit of sanity. But, like, when I was growing up, it was pretty common for families to have three and four kids. So the smaller the family size, again, it's this idea that parents are like, I'm going to do it so well, because I have an even smaller family than my parents dealt with. I I should be acing this test of parenting. And it's a test that you really can't ace. I mean, that's one of the biggest takeaways I got as I did this work was you can't, you can master the skill you can't you can't become uh, you know the perfect parent because that doesn't really exist well,
1: but it's also a product of what you end up with too I mean if your kid ends up with values and ends up with you know some belief that they want to do better and I mean that's kind of what you do is you try to pass that along that's that's winning
8: right Oh absolutely I mean I think if you if you really sort of boil it down to what you should be trying to do as a parent it's exactly that the, the 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 goal is that when when your kids finally leave you they are good people they have good values they' are, they, are, they have they can care for people they can they can have strong relationships with other people you know everything that you're sort of saying about values is should be the the, the core principle of parenting and I think fortunately there are a lot of parents who who sort of follow that uh, trend but there's also this you know, real pressure on parents that, yes, I want them to be good people, but I need them to also get the top, to a top college. They oh, need to be able to yeah. get a great job when they leave that top college. They need to be financially secure. They need to be, you know, the the best version of themselves, and that's also my responsibility as a parent. And I think that sort of anxiety of, you know, am I preparing them for a future world that, you know, to be honest, you know, the future isn't as bright <laughs> as it might have seemed. You know, like we're we're passing along to our kids a world that's going to have a lot more economic anxiety, uh, insecurity, yeah. that's, that's, that, you know, is going to be dealing with a lot more, you know, issues like climate change and um, social disparities. So, you know, this idea, like, am I pr- really preparing my kids for that world? Um, you know, I think focusing on their values is probably the best type of preparation for that. But a lot of parents, I think, are feeling that it's not just about value. They need to have a sort of like the perfect skill set and CV and sort of armamentarium of, of, of expertise to, to be able to, to survive in the world that, that they're going to inherit. And that puts a lot of pressure on parents.
5: One of our listeners named Melissa <coughs> would like to... <laughs> I'd well, like to know if you think uh, parent shaming is more prevalent now than in the past.
6: Parent
8: shaming? Oh, that's a big that's, thing on social is, media. Yeah, parent, shaming. Oh. parent shaming is a big thing, and parent <laughs> shaming is much worse. It's much worse now than it was in the past. So oh, in the past, there was parent shaming, but it was generally like a vertical model. Like parents would get shamed by, by the grandparents.
5: Yeah, yeah. Like yeah, The, absolutely. In- the in-laws
8: would shame you. right? Or maybe their neighbors, but it was really all within the house. Now, because of social media, um, you're getting parent shamed from all corners. As I, say, I sort of use this term. It's like a heliotropic version of parent shaming, where you're at the middle, and all around you are people that can parent shame you, and they're, they're from within your own generation. So it used mm-hmm. to be very unusual for parents to shame other parents within the same within the same generation. It would be more, you know, when I was raising kids, this is how we did it. But now, Right, right. You know, parents will say like you shouldn't be feeding your kid that or Mm -hmm. you should make sure your kids signed up for this or you know we went to we went on this vacation it was amazing why didn't you take your kids to that vacation so i think social media is sort of like a virtual marketplace of parent shaming
6: Hmm. I, i i know alex when you were when you had your first baby you were on a lot of different facebook pages terrible idea Terrible idea. I know, I would, when I you were talking about it, against. I was like, I'm gonna, I'm not going to say anything because this is the modern world and mm-hmm. I don't want to seem like an old fuddy-duddy. Well, ditty. the thing
4: to me was
6: <laughs> I was the
4: first of my friends to have children. Right. I didn't have any, oh, when I dealt with this, true, oh, yeah. I didn't have anybody to ask. And so then I went on Facebook and went on mom, a mom Facebook group because I was like, I don't know if anybody's seen this rash before and you can post pictures of, you know, whatever, or yeah, everything this, is
5: the baby's you know? going to die in a week.
4: And then, but that's the thing. <laughs> oh, it's like, it's it's, true. You have random people posting. You have panicked moms. Mm-hmm. You have like hypochondriac moms. You have super mellow moms. You have moms that don't care about anything. There's just like such a wide variety. So sure. it's like when you have friends that have kids, you kind of know the advice that you're gonna get is gonna be
5: You can like attenuate it based on how they are. Yeah. Like if they freak out about little things, exactly. then, then you know like, to say like, okay, maybe they're just making a big deal about it.
4: Yes, but this. if you just ask the void that is Facebook,
7: mm-hmm.
4: you're just gonna get every possible reaction and it's really not helpful and it kind of makes things worse. Like I remember Fawn is my daughter who's now six. She sucks her fingers. Has since oh, she no, was like really. six months
6: old. No <laughs> Still does. Still There's up. research that shows yeah. Yeah.
4: she'll exactly. be a psychopath. Mm-hmm. Um, and she had like this little white bump that was really red and kind of angry for a little bit on her finger. And I'm the type of parent with that kind of stuff. I am like, eh, it'll be fine for a while. Yeah. I'm like, meh.
8: No need to worry, well, and I've certainly friends... the Yeah, I think one of the sort of really sort of conundrums of modern parenting is that who you get advice from has changed. You know, yeah. you know mm-hmm. in the old, in the older days, um, you, know, you would ask your own parents for advice. You might ask your your pediatrician for advice. Maybe ask the teacher for advice. Maybe a clergy person for advice if it's sort of uh, a value question. But now, like you're saying, you like you go on the internet. You don't even know who the people are that are giving you yeah. advice. You know, you go on like a mommy blog, and it's like, oh yeah, this is the cure for diaper rash. But it's, you know, what, what what is the credentials of the author? Mm-hmm. And yeah. then even when you go to some of the advice books now, they're being written by people who don't even have kids, who are not involved in child rearing. They're they're game theorists, they're economists, they're travel writers. Um, You know, there's there's, there's this whole slew of people who are sort of positioning themselves as parenting experts who really um, wouldn't have the kind of credentials that um, people 50, 60 years ago would have even thought to listen to them. I make a joke in the book that if you told my mom how, you know, if my mom said, how am I going to get my four boys to stop fighting with each other, and someone said, oh, you need to read about game theory and speak to a, you know, a uh, sociology professor at the local <laughs> university. My mom would have thought you're crazy, but like, there's a whole book now, the Game Theory Guide to, you know, uh, raising kids. What the and hell is game seller. theory? <laughs> <What's>, <laughs> I'm
6: sorry. What? What's game theory? I don't even know what this
8: is. It's the idea of just sort of pitting people's personal motives against each other. So, like, oh. an example would be, if two kids are fighting over who gets to play the video game first, you you sort of say, okay, we're going to have an auction. Who's willing to to pay more? To play the video game first and, and the payment is in the form of like household chores and so it's like oh. you sort of get. but it's like i mean like so it's sort of a parenting tip and it feels like it would work but it's also just like it goes against like the idea that like maybe we should just talk to the kids about why are you guys fighting like why why can't you figure out a way amongst yourselves to share without resorting to sort of an economics model
5: yeah that's a very very bf skinner way to approach uh raising children it feels very clinical
8: you mean
6: the game theory yeah yeah i like my friend lindsay's way whenever her kids fought she said you have to go outside and run around the house five times
8: mm-hmm. didn't matter if it was 20 below <laughs> yeah tyre Mou- <laughs> I, mean, I, I i would say the best the best piece of advice I like, got about parenting is from someone who really is a parenting expert and she told me um, the best punishment for kids is you just got you just make them talk kids never want to talk if you can just sit them down and just get get them talking that's the way to really "quote unquote" punish them. You clearly and haven't you get, met my get, children. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they
0: like the dog. Whoa. They do they, like they, the dog. Talking about their feelings.
8: Not, not about the new Spider-Man movie. But oh I get them no! Talking about their feelings.
4: My kids love talking about their feelings. Mm. Oh yes, they do. But I'm their mother, and yeah. but then you're talk.
8: doing then you're doing a great job because Thank if you. they're sharing how they feel, that's the first step to getting them to th- to sort of consider how other people feel. And See, I think that is you know. a core value of parenting.
4: Well, that's I've. I'm a very emotional person and so I've tried to do a good job about having them Talk about their emotions. And yeah, like my four-year-old son will be like, "I'm feeling really jealous" and stuff like that. And I'm like, "Yes." Every time he <laughs> names his emotion, I'm like, "I'm doing it right." But he still she whacks his that. sister. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, that's just four-year-olds are gonna do that.
1: That's true. Uncle Al used to have a big arthritic knuckle. They used to just whack oh. you in the head, oh, and it used to kind of stun knuckle. you. Wow. Used to stun you, and that would in the fight. Oh, wow. <laughs> so you know, it was a different parodying
0: style. Yeah, you know?
6: that's for sure.
0: Andy, I have to ask you a complete. Completely different question. It's about it's kind of a generational thing. Um, for me, I grew up a nice Catholic boy in a family of seven kids. My father was gone by the time I was seven years old. So what happened to me when I got married, and then had two children, and now have three grandchildren? I have a problem looking back at my childhood that I carry over, and that is. Let's say I'm sitting down with someone and they're messing with me. They're trying to screw me over on something or they're doing this or they're doing that. You know, just being a pain in the ass. But, yeah, trying to screw me out of money or this or that and the other thing. I literally get to the point I get very upset and I say, you have to understand something. It's not just me. It's my wife, my son, my daughter, my grandkids, and you're screwing with them. This is not going to go well for you. Uh, is, that, is that common? Because I get very upset when I look at them messing with my children and my grandchildren or my wife. I don't like that.
8: No, I think that idea of sort of being a protector of your family is very natural. And, again, I think that goes to why, you know, we, people feel so strongly about parenting and, and feel so strongly when people try to criticize their parenting because everybody's, right. in, everybody's intentions are exactly what you're saying. Like, your intention is I want to, I want my kids to have – everything i want my family to have everything and i want them to be as you know happy and 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 content as possible and when you hear people sort of say but you forgot to take them to disney world this year or i can't believe you (laughs) didn't throw i can't believe you didn't throw them a birthday party um with 30 kids or um you know you really don't subscribe to disney plus you know like all these like all these things that all these things that get thrown at you um sort of you're right. They're like little like m- m- wounds to your to your to your psyche because yes. you, you know deep down you you want everything for your kids, and that sort of judgment feels so uh, harsh when when you're when you have such when you have so much skin in the game.
0: You know, Andy. I tell my wife every day that I love her dearly. We tell our son Andy and our daughter Alex. We tell our grandkids, we love them every day, and I talk to them about this, that, and the other thing. And yesterday, Alex is over at the house with her daughter and her son. Her son is four years old, and I'm talking to him about you know this, that, and the other thing. And I just explained to you how much it means to me to protect them and all the rest of it. He looks up at me and says, and I quote, he's four years old, looks up to me and says, I'm bored with you. <laughs>
4: What is that, Andy? that's not Uh, how that happened. It is too. No, you (laughs) weren't sitting there expressing your devotion and love to him. I was. playing a game, and then he said, I want to go home. And I said, why? And he said, I'm bored with (laughs) (laughs)
8: Bob-Bob. Remember, he did share his feelings, so we give him credit.
0: Exactly,
7: (laughs) that's true. Oh,
6: and another one he said was, uh, I said, oh, Sage, you are just wonderful in every way. And he says, I know. (laughs)
8: So then, Andy, you know the, the, these stories though I mean <laughs> that you're sharing like the, the sort of the underlying theme though is that everybody does seem really happy and seems like they're enjoying each other's company and you know yeah. you'd rather your grandson be comfortable saying that rather than just be petrified of you and not want to say anything oh, yeah. so yes. I, I think yeah, you clearly you clearly created an environment where they feel comfortable saying stuff like that. I mean yesterday I was in the I was at the beach with my kids and my my brother and my daughter, who's ten, almost eleven, we were we were boogie boarding, and she goes, "Can you go get, you know, Uncle Mark because he's cooler than you?" <laughs> <I> mean, there <laughs> you go.
0: That's exactly and what I'm like, talking okay.
8: about. Okay. Uh, sure. Yeah. And uh, I was like, "All right, I'll I'll swim back in and go send him out and let him." the one who worries about you drowning in the middle of the ocean. Um so I think you know <laughs> Fine I, also by think, me. I also think one of the things you just said is is really important is the job of raising kids is so hard today that you need to have more than just mom and dad or mom and mom and dad and dad. Yeah. You, know, you need to have more than just the parents involved. The more people you have involved, the easier it is to to raise kids. So if you have great uncles and aunts and great grandparents, that makes the job so much easier if you have great help, whether it's daycare instructors, babysitters, teachers, after school and you know uh, instructors, all these people who really do have your kids' best interests at heart and who really have the kind of values that you have, if you can sort of form a circle of like eight or nine people, for us, I also include our next door neighbor. like she, she's my wife and I always joke like, if she could raise our kids, they would turn out so well.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there you go.
8: That's a nice yeah, touch. You know, it's like all these people that you know are really good people and really have your kids' best interests at heart. They sort of form a circle around your kids to help you raise them, and that that's crucial to try to try to survive in the modern parenting landscape.
0: You know, I, I there are things that I don't understand, about I'll never understand people that don't you know don't love their spouse, they don't love their kids, they don't love their grandkids, they get this. That. I, I, I'll be honest with you. Alex, as I said, as a six- and a four-year-old. I adore them. There's no question. Andy has a nine-and-a-half-month-old son. And when I walk in the room and he looks at me and smiles, you know how much that means to me that a nine-and-a-half-month-old baby is so happy to see me? That's huge yeah. for me.
8: Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's, there's nothing better than that. And that's sort of the, the whole thing about being a parent is that you those moments sustain you, and those moments really are the types of things that sometimes as a parent who's so overwhelmed, you can lose that perspective. You know what? I read a sleep book recently to help me with my with my four-year-old, and it was like a 300-page book. And there were really only two things I took out of the 300-page book. The first thing was, you know, uh, you know, write them a bedtime story yourself. So, like, make a little book about their bedtime routine. Mm-hmm. And that worked really well. But the second thing they said is, if you have those kinds of kids that require you to be in the room for, like, 30 or 60 minutes to help them fall asleep, just think about how great it is that you have those 30 to 60 minutes with them every night oh, because yeah. when, they're, when they're teenagers they will never let you stay in their room for 30 to 60 minutes they <laughs> won't
6: even let you
3: touch oh,
8: them true. <laughs> I,
6: have, I have a
4: 4 year old that's always had a difficult time sleeping on his own since birth and he's yeah, now 4 years old still wakes up almost every single night needing help Has to have somebody to lay with him to sleep. And for such a long time, I was, like, I paid sleep consultants. I read books. I was reading blogs. Like, I was just like, I have to get him to sleep on his own. Because it was, like, this. my daughter, who's six, has always been a very independent sleeper and really likes her time sleeping. And I never had to think about it. But then with him, everybody, is he sleeping yet? How is he sleeping? Is he sleeping through the night? How's his sleep? Asking me constantly. And so then I got this, like i have to make sure he sleeps alone and i made myself Mm. sick about it almost and then i kind of actually sat down and thought do i care if he's sleeping by himself do i care if he wakes up in the night i don't and like you said i thought about this isn't going to be forever (laughs) and for and he's never going to want me to lay with him for you know some age he's gonna stop
8: you have excellent perspective, but that is, uh, I, not all parents are able to sort of get to that perspective on their own. And, and the problem is that we problematize things that are pretty natural. Like, it, like one, of the, one of the things that Sleepbook said is that more kids than, than not have sleep issues. So it's not even really a problem mm-hmm. if the majority of kids have it. But everybody problematizes it. And so, like you said, actually like oh, how they're sleeping. Like how's it going? Like you can't yeah. be in the room. And these are sort of natural parts of, of, of being a child and when you put a label on it like you say okay my son has a sleep disorder or my son has separation issues it takes away from sort of the autonomy of the parent where the you know like you 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 have a right to say no he doesn't have a sleep problem and he doesn't have separation yeah. issues he's just like a normal kid who's just having some you know wants his m- mom or dad in the room with him when he's falling asleep you know so all these things where you know there's this rush to put labels on it and you know, this sort of pressure, like, oh, sleep issues? Why don't you hire this sleep coach or this mm-hmm. sleep consultant or read these 20 books to sleep or buy this meditation app or, you know, like all these things that, you know, at, at, at its core, these are things, like I said, I don't think parents 50 or 60 years ago you know, we're we're hiring sleep consultants because no. it, those, yeah. those sort of labels. Getting
1: a sleep
0: <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Right. I can't see sleep my mother. Consult-
8: getting- the sleep consultant was a little bit of whiskey on the finger, right? Put it, in the, put it in the kid's mouth to help with their teething, and then they would sleep. I still but
6: recommend it. I, yeah. Yeah.
8: <laughs> <laughs> but uh, no, I think there it's um it's it's become a real problem that we we put all these labels and really problematize issues that are pro- probably part of just normal childhood, Absolutely. when you do that, it sort of puts parents in an uncomfortable position. By calling it a problem, then a parent has to feel like they, they need to come up with a quick fix.
4: Yeah. Well, and it's one of those things, too, that there's so much money in baby and child sleep. Oh, God. The oh, there sleep, sure is. The sleep oh, yeah. sack, the sound machines, the... Whatever, they're so... These special pajamas. Mm-hmm. This Special, special pajamas? Yeah. Oh, yeah,
5: they got special pajamas. Oh,
4: yeah, that have, like, a little <laughs> weight <laughs> on the <laughs> chest because then it feels like your hand is on their oh, chest. Oh, yeah. All this stuff. And then, like, special dolls that make heartbeat and breathing sounds. And it's, there's so much money in child sleep. and, oh, and it's, it's like, just you know, been... t-
5: a toy is, you know, for, like, a, you know, six-, seven-year-old child is going to be $5. But for a baby, it's... You know, fifty dollars because it's been uh, the APA has looked at yeah. it and, and it's made sure that it's good for babies and it won't kill them when they touch for it for their
4: development for yep. X Y Z and it's just like you mm-hmm. know what babies love, just like some ribbon.
5: Oh yeah. Sometimes <laughs> like, he's bored. Yeah. The other day I gave him one of those paper bowls on the counter there, exactly. and he was perfectly happy for twenty minutes. He, he loves that. So. He was yeah. like hell yeah,
0: paper bowl. Yeah. So, Andy Bombeck, I I have to ask you a question. We, as a society, have gotten much better, I think, in expressing our feelings to one another, and the reason I even bring that up, because I think we have, um, my mother's 62nd birthday, I went and bought her a bunch of roses, this is, God, 40 years ago now, right? Because she'd be 102 now, or 101 or something. But in any case, I bought her 62 roses, had them delivered to her house, and she was all excited about that and thought it was just fantastic. And so I went over to see her, and as I was leaving, I gave her a hug and said, Mom, I love you. And she paused and said, Do you know you're the first person that's ever told me that? I couldn't believe it. Her yeah. her parents never did. Brother, She had two brothers. She had my dad. Nobody had ever told her they loved her before. Was that that World War II generation thing, Andy?
8: I, I mean, I do think that, uh, again, this is a good trend. Because uh, yes, you know, I think yes. a, lot of, a lot of the trends that I talk about in the book are sort of you know, worrisome trends or anxiety-inducing trends. But one of the good trends is that over the last you know, 60 or so years, um, we, as, a, as a society, we have gotten more in touch with our emotions. Yes. We, we have realized that sharing our emotions are really the key to sort of making connections with people and feeling like we're part of a productive relationships, And I do think this is, you know, an important part of all the parenting books that I've read, put that, you know, put a big emphasis on that, that, you know, make sure your children know that sharing their feelings and sharing their emotions, both good and bad, whether it's on board with you, grandpa, or I love you, grandpa, um, are, are important things for them to be able to, to feel yes. comfortable sharing. And, you know, one of the things that we tell our kids when they're fighting is, you know, like you, you have every right to be upset with your sibling. Like you, I would be furious, too, if they, you know, at, you know ripped up my, my homework. So you have every right for you, to your feelings, but you do not have the right to act on your feelings. So I think those are sort of that's sort of where the, where the parenting comes in. Um, you know, so you have a right to, to your feelings, and you could even say to your brother, you got me so upset, I wish I could slap you as hard as I can. <laughs> but you do not have a right to actually do that action. Right. So you have every right to share your feelings, but you do not have a right to, to, to act upon that. And that's sort of, the, to me, sort of the, 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 the goal of, of parenting, is to get your kids to really feel comfortable sharing how they feel so that it's not a surprise to, you know, to, to them, you know, later in life to hear someone say, you know, no one's ever told me I love you. Like, you want your kids to grow up in, in an environment where people are really open about yes. how they're feeling.
0: Yes, Well, our son Andy who's sitting there at the table with us now changed that forever because when he was, I believe, about four years old I, I don't remember what we were doing, but I went over and I picked him up and I said, you know Andy? And he goes, yeah, I know, you love me. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, I'm bored with that, Dad.
5: Didn't Fawn say something Uh, like that to him? One day. Oh, she
4: says it all the time. Yeah. How come you tell me you love me a million times a day?
5: <laughs> it's well, just kind of, yeah. kind of what well, we do. It's kind of what we do. Kids don't
6: tells,
4: understand. I mean, she tells me she loves me like 20 times a day. I left on a run and she knocks on the window and she comes on the deck and she's like, I need to hug you. And so I run down, <laughs> she runs down the deck stairs and hugs me and she's like, please only be gone for a short time.
8: <laughs> I was like, okay. Okay. Like when, my, when my daughter was in, in, kindergarten or first grade she had to do this project about me for father's day and it was like all like my dad's favorite food my dad's favorite you know television show and then one thing was my dad's favorite saying and it this the, the what she thought was my favorite saying was i always love you even when i'm angry <laughs> <laughs> well that's true though that is true <laughs> i wonder what the teachers must think of me <laughs> like I, I always love you even when i'm angry like that's my favorite thing um, it's like, in some respects, it's good, but it's in other respects, it's like, wow, how often is this dad angry?
0: You know what's so great but about this? That was this. before
8: I started working on the book and started doing all the improvements.
0: Right, I understand. We, um, you know, we call this the family podcast. You know, it's a Tom Bernard podcast because I do a local morning show as well, so whatever. But, but I mean, that's why we call it this family family podcast is a, you know... A mom and a dad or whatever. And it has nothing to do with it. if there's two moms or two dads. That's not what I'm talking about. But in this particular family, there's a mom and a dad. There's a son. There's a daughter. And there are three grandchildren. And it's very, very important to Catherine and me, my wife, to Catherine and me for all the kids. Well, first of all, Catherine did a magnificent job of raising our children.
6: Don't ask the kids. They'll have a different
0: opinion. (laughs) They'll disagree with me on that one. But she did. She did a great job, and that's why the the whole idea of doing this podcast, from a family perspective, is not sticking it down. Look, we have a great family, and you don't. That's not what this is about at all. It's about having Andy Bombeck come on and say... You know, this is how it should be done. You guys are doing a great job with it. Well, I'm trying to do the best job we possibly can. This is, a, this is the message we want to send to everybody who listens to this podcast is it's nothing wrong with showing somebody some affection and some true love and telling someone, you know, I really admire you and I'm really lucky to have you in my life. It's a huge
8: thing. Don't you think that's very, very important right now, Andy? I oh I hundred percent do. I mean I think what that's one. I, there, there might be like very few silver linings in the COVID pandemic, but that was one of the yeah. the silver linings. Yep. Was that you know families really sort of like hunkered down amongst themselves and they realized how important um, they were to each other and how important it was to to have a strong family around you. And I think um, a lot of families felt especially in the beginning with the stay-at-home orders. Uh, just, just how important it was to have, to have these people in your lives, and to you know, and like, especially when you think about grandparents and aunts and uncles. Like, once some of the restrictions were lifted, and they got to sort of get back with them, I think it sort of showed how appreciative we were for our extended families as well. Um, so, I, I mean, there, it's hard for me to say there was you know there's anything good out of COVID because it was such an awful right. uh,
2: experience.
8: Um, but that's one of the few silver linings. I think it did. Um, make people appreciate their families.
6: Yeah, um, it's interesting because Tom came from seven children in his family and I came from five. And I just, it, something, I, I I was the youngest out of five, and something I n- observed as a child was, I mean, my brothers and my sister, we couldn't be any different from each other yeah. in so many ways. I mean, ridiculous. Yeah, you couldn't
0: be any more different. And what's right. interesting
6: <coughs> is... Um, Watching that, I was just one of the lessons I took into parenting was you just have to accept your children for what they are. They're going to turn out, no matter how hard you try. They might not want to be exactly what your vision is for them.
4: Well, thirty percent of your personality is predetermined. I agree. I would say it's even more. I I just read this whole thing about thirty. Determined by what, though? Genetics.
0: Just genetics. (laughs) So you're just a cool breeze because I'm your dad. That's is exactly that what you're saying? It. That's exactly
4: <laughs> it. It's a cool breeze.
0: There's a gene on the fourth chromosome okay. yep. cool called breeze. the cool breeze genes. <laughs> Mr. Bombeck, I just looked at the clock. We held you for seven oh. minutes longer than we were supposed Sorry. to. Uh, well,
8: that's, that's what happens when you talk about parenting. You know, it's, just, it's oh, yeah. you can never stop.
0: Well, can, can you um, be our yeah. go-to guy? I would love to reach out to you once in a while. I love your take on what, what family is all about. I, I, seriously, modern parenting, whatever kind, whatever works, I just love your attitude about it. It's very, very important, and I wish a lot of other people were much better at it than they are. So they should read your book, don't you think?
8: Yeah, I, I, I would love for them to read my book. It's available pretty much anywhere you buy books. So if you, um, if you buy them online or you buy them in brick-and-mortar stores or you go to the library, hopefully uh, you have no problems finding the book and read it. And I'd love to interact with people even... Um, you know, readers can can get me through social media. Um, I'm on Twitter. I'm on Instagram, and I would love to hear what people think about about the book.
0: Andy, did you come up with a title for the book?
8: I wish I did. You know, I, great I, I, My original title was very boring. It was it was you know <laughs> basically it was parent as a verb. Um, like so, it was just called parent and then parentheses verb, like it would look like in a dictionary. Mm-hmm. And I thought that was I thought that was really clever. And the editor said, I got a really good one for you: long days, short years. And the more I thought about it, that was the perfect title because I think it's such a good encapsulation of what modern parents are feeling, you know, like this awful stress of of trying to get it all right and, and how tiring and exhausting it can sometimes feel. And then before you know it it's all over. And then you realize like, yeah. I did all this I had all this anxiety, all this stress, all these pressures, and did I ever have a time to enjoy it? And that's a real real, you know, conundrum that modern parents are facing.
0: I think it's wonderful. Andy Bombeck, B-O-M-B-A-C-K, Long Days, Short Years, A Cultural History of Modern Parenting. It's on Amazon and available everywhere. And if you go on a book tour, Andy, you've got to come by and do an in-studio show. That would be wonderful.
8: Oh, I would, I would love to do that sometime. Thank you guys again for, uh, for having me on. This was a really fun interview. I can tell you guys have a great time, every, <laughs> even off it. air. It sounds like you, you guys are Not uh, <laughs> a great, great
0: group to be around. <laughs> and, uh, always. Thank you, Mr. Bombeck. Great talking to you, sir.
8: All right. Thanks, Bye. everyone.
2: Tommy, do you guys read a lot of poetry on the queue? You mean like, there once was a
0: man from Nantucket?
2: No, more like T.S. Eliot. April is the cruelest
0: month, breeding lilacs out of the dead land, mixing memory and desire, stirring dull roots with spring rain. Dougie, what's wrong? You a little sad?
2: No, other than the weather, nothing's wrong. In fact, in the walls of world, Coon Rapids and Burnsville finish number one and two. In the state of Minnesota, j finally beat Dan Resch.
0: And plus the fact I hang out with you, so you got to be a good guy (laughs) if I'm hanging out with you. (laughs)
1: Uh, Maybe. (laughs) Uh,
0: Okay. Ladies and gentlemen, Michael Bryant, Bradshaw,
3: and Bryant. Hey, this Brian's up. Summer is finally here. And if you're like me, you've got some serious riding plans. Make sure you and your motorcycle are good to go with Dennis Kirk. Whatever you ride, Harley, Indian, Metric Cruiser, or sport bike, you'll find what you need at Dennis Kirk. 160,000 parts and accessories in stock. Clothing and helmets, too. Order before 8 p.m., and they ship the same day. Plus, shipping is free for orders over 89 bucks. Follow Zepp's lead and head to DennisKirk.com. They ship today.
0: I loved him. I thought he was yeah. great.
3: Alex hit it earlier, and he hit it at the end.
1: That whole reminder to stop and enjoy it right now is such a big deal because it goes by so fast, and you think back of all the times you missed that you didn't just stop and say. Because people spend so much time thinking, oh, I should have done this in the past or I want to do this in the future, and they don't stop and just say, right now I'm here, and this is the coolest thing in the world. Sometimes it is
6: hard, though, because if you're sleep-deprived and Mm -hmm. your kid's been being really, really obnoxious for a while and you're – you know, it there, there can just be a lot of challenges. Oh yeah, no and doubt it is about it, it is sometimes hard, and that's okay too. when parenting is is hard. Yeah, it was, yeah. It was
1: easy then. <laughs> you know, I mean, yeah. then
6: everybody'd have twenty kids. Yeah. yeah. Plus,
1: there's this whole thing that I wouldn't want my boys to live through what I live through. Exactly. You know, I mean, I the freedom i mean i was like a feral cat at times and <laughs> yeah. i never would, oh know, we all were you know. too we were free I mean, range
6: kids I like yeah, said. stay out of their way follow cat. the rules you were good yeah
1: i mean <laughs> the idea of all the fights i was in and all the different things i was exposed to i i'd never want them to have to go through that yeah. you know but and it was weird because he talked about you know this idea that that one kid would tell the other kid you know i want to punch you but i won't i don't Think there I think there's kids that don't even have that automatic oh, absolutely, thought yeah. of I, yeah. I, I like I don't see Sage and Fawn ever think, I wanna punch you but I won't, you know? I Yeah. You know, it's it's a different mindset, you know. Well and
4: there's oh, I'm trying to think of it doesn't happen until eight that kids actually start thinking that their their actions affect other people. Yeah. They don't even have yeah, that part true. of their brain yeah, developed. They don't so have it's like, yet. Yeah. And, like, my kids are really good at labeling their emotions and saying, but I constantly am doing that at home and telling them what it is and how you can do it and stuff. But they don't have the, you know, I'm mad at you because you did this and I feel like this, but I need to do this instead. Like, Fawn is good at I'm really upset I'm going to go up to my room because she... Just has, that's where she can calm down and whatever. But, yeah. It's interesting, the whole watching them develop different skills, emotional Mm. skills. Because, I don't know, and... Oh, Uh jeez. Uh-oh. Something that I've been thinking about a lot lately with parenting is, I parent differently and my kids act differently around you guys. Oh, that yeah. is very they true. always oh, have. Kids, kids will act it's different. different. No, yeah. I, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, I remember yeah.
6: You, you having your friends over and I'm going, "Who is this girl?" Yeah. She just acts completely <laughs> different around her friends. It's like I don't I know even know who she mm-hmm. is.
4: I know and it's interesting because it's like I feel like you don't really see a lot of the parenting things that I do because when I'm around
6: you, I don't do them. Well What's interesting though is they because, act completely different around us when you're not around no, too. exactly.
4: <laughs> yeah. And so it's just like, the, yeah. our... What we have going on at home is one way, and then sure. what happens in front of other people yeah, is a you different this, way. Yeah, because you've got and... the stressors
6: of going and dealing with other people and not yeah. being in your little environment. that's yeah. I, I think it's that's how it is for all of us. Oh, no,
4: absolutely. <laughs> but it's just I've been trying to be more conscious about treating them the way that I treat them at home around
5: mm. you. Oh, and fine it's very much it's... to get a reaction from oh, yeah. especially yeah. Nana and Bob-Bob. Oh, yeah. Yes. Reactions are all she cares about. So
1: are you making the list of all things Andy's doing wrong? All of
6: them. (laughs) Just the longest list. Really long mental list. See, what this did
1: for me now is we're going to
0: have to get this done before I get much older, you know, like within the next five years, I have to have Andy and Alex uh, hop on my foot and walk around like a dinosaur like we used to when, i think uh, we might break your ankles yeah. hop a little and, little weird. Wait,
1: what hop on your foot <laughs> and walk around like dinosaurs you know they would grab your sit on, this, on your foot and
0: then yeah. you grab the, the dad's leg and you'd walk around like a dinosaur yeah,
4: yeah.
1: Oh
0: god, it was yeah. fun. I, I, I always right did the
1: sack of potatoes where I throw <laughs> oh, yeah, them both on my of shoulders my, and walk with them both on my potatoes, shoulders, baby. And that got harder and harder as oh, time god. went like, yes. By and now it would just be like. But you should have children
6: when you're young. <laughs> <laughs>
1: You've
6: got a strong back.
4: What and... is the? Oh, I was gonna ask Andy. What is the average age of the first time mother now?
5: Uh, let's see here. I've actually I
1: think looked that's that up. In their
4: thirties, I'd say. Yeah. Although, I have a lot really... of friends that are thirty three that don't have kids yet. It's not that high. Are they planning on? 104 yeah.
1: That'd make her what, 34 when you were born? Um, well, she that old? Let's see. How, no, she was 31. She's was 31.
0: Wow, so really? she be yeah, my mom was in her she should be 101 30s. now, yeah. Well, you're oh, so you're also the youngest. I'd say first, first time. i am say first time.
3: 80 In
5: 1980, the average age at first birth was 22.6 mm-hmm. and now it is 26.9 wow. really four years it's gone 26? up 26 that's surprising it's gone up still... over 4 years in uh, just 30, and I think it's getting, forty years, and
4: I think it's going to continue to trend older. Really? You know, yeah, well, yeah.
1: well, it's also a reduced number of kids too. Yeah. You know? Yeah. yeah. And, and that's an interesting thought—the idea that when you had four or five kids, they could entertain each other. Oh, yeah. know, now well,
2: with that's one. When, no. Yeah, oh, that's
1: or two.
4: true. Yeah. Bob that Sansevier true. has five, and he's like, once you get past three, they start entertaining mm. each other and being able to take care of each other. He's like, three is the hardest.
1: Well, it's zone. That's when you got to go from man to man to yeah. Well, that's team. Yeah. I I have Oh, they can man, gang the up against you too.
4: Coverage, too. Coverage, I, <laughs> I nannied a family with three kids and they were extremely sweet, but I nannied them all throughout college. And I remember the mom one time like took me in a corner and like looked me dead in the eye and was like, When you have kids, don't let them outnumber
7: you. <laughs> <laughs> like,
4: <"Okay."> well, <laughs> she was like very nice. serious about it. I was like, okay.
1: Yeah, That's zone. <laughs>
0: See, that's why I love doing this show. Honestly, God, this guy was a perfect guest for this show today.
6: I yeah. agree. And it he was—he is... was scheduled for another day, and I was like, "Let's put him in on Monday." Yeah, that's a good. He used thing. a couple yeah. words
1: I wasn't too sure about, though. But it was interesting. He used oh like,
6: yeah, th- what was that? He
1: used a, a a definition for more problems that was like, oh, uh, I. I, I
6: yeah, not problematic. It well, was, pro, he kept using just,
1: problematic as a, or a word like. he said it different. Yeah, yeah but differently. Before yeah. that, he used a word to talk pro- about Problemic? multiple problems. Problematic, or yeah, so, I think was uh, I, was interesting. Yeah. So. Is that we a word? Maybe English well, is, a is a second language. is word, yeah. Is it? Problematic. Yeah, but it wasn't problem- problematic. Problematic
6: was, is, I think, what he used. No, he was using prob- <laughs> I can't remember. So, Great. We just oh, talked to, to him, and but we can't remember. It, can't so. remember. <laughs> he said something. I know that. But
1: the word he used for multiple problems is pretty cool, because it was, like, uh, all-encompassing for mm. lots of problems. Anyone year? in the chat have any idea what they're talking about? <laughs>
6: <'Cause> <laughs> what I don't. are we talking about? I
5: don't either. I have no idea. What did we just get done talking about? Please. We have some questions for Alex. Oh, that's oh. with you? <laughs> Listener Monday or whatever the hell it's oh. called. What, 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 what do? do we call listener it? Mon-
4: Focus Friday. Focus Friday, Friday that's but yep. it's Monday. Focus,
5: well, it was what? Focus Friday. So okay. on Friday, we, More
4: highlight, <laughs> All right.
5: we highlight one of the cast members of the show. Okay. So last week it was Dad. And yes. we said, okay, if you have any questions for Dad, oh, ask okay. him here. And then okay. on Monday, we'll field them. Okay. So this week it's Alex.
4: Your next, Mom.
5: Oh, I think God. you are next. Oh, God. We have a few. Oh boy! Um, the first one I could actually field for you. How long does it did it take to sign your long name? <laughs> <laughs> Remember buying the house when you were Alexandra brandt Bernard?
4: Uh, I do not have a signature that looks like anything.
5: That helps, yeah. It's yes. just a
4: bunch of scribbles, so not long enough. Uh, it's easy <laughs> it does not look like any letters. Yeah, I don't have a
5: signature, so it took me 8,000 years.
4: Yeah, see, I used to sign my name. When I was younger, me
5: too. Just not worth it.
4: Alex Brandt Bernard. I mm-hmm. just signed that, but then I saw, yeah, Dad, your signature is just a bunch of loops. Yep. And so yeah. mine, mine's just a bunch of scribbles. So it didn't take long at all, which was a really good transition to do before having to buy a home. Oh God. Yeah.
5: <laughs> you literally have to sign your name like 40, 50 times. Oh my okay. God. Uh, DocuSign
6: yeah. is a godsend. It is really. Yeah. yeah. Well,
5: that's half. That's with DocuSign. That's yeah, not even. I know. Because. When you
6: get to the bank, you have to actually yep, sign the it. the bank uh, yeah. requires mm-hmm.
5: everything to be yeah. in writing. With
6: yeah. a black
5: pen. <laughs> uh, people remember when we had video that you are we basically always eating something.
3: <laughs> always, every day. Basically, Ed's so much. It's still the basically
5: truth. yes, she still is. Still good right of You can't tell, but
4: I don't eat. These aren't for me though.
5: What would you generally eat? Bring it, into the show. Bring like into the those show. Those bowls that you'd have.
4: Oh yeah, smoothie bowls. Mystery bowl. Delicious, and people thought they were. Black peas or black bean soup, uh, chocolate pudding. Chocolate pudding, yeah. People would make these (laughs) assumptions on what it was. And I'm like, it's a smoothie bowl. And they're like, why is it brown? Mm. Because I add spinach to them and it makes it, because it's originally
6: purple. The acai. It's berries and stuff, yeah. Yeah, they're dark. Mm. And it's
4: like, it was, um, I'm trying to think, berries, acai, peanut butter, cacao seeds. Or cacao nibs, not seeds. Um, yeah, spinach.
3: It's a lot of
1: antioxidants. I'm
4: trying yeah. to remember. And it was topped with granola, strawberries, and bananas. What did
1: you used to get over at the other building? Didn't you used to get something at the cafe downstairs? Oh,
4: yeah. In Acne?
1: Yeah. Yeah. There yeah. Was I used a, to get those sandwiches all the time. No,
4: yeah, it was some good. sort of sandwich that just had a... T- I think it was like called Mother Earth oh, Sandwich or okay. something like that yeah. that had... 8,000 vegetables. That's where we oh, used to get
1: the pizza, so too. Oh, those we stoners, to, my God.
6: Those yeah. stoners. It would take them yeah. a yeah. year and a half make a to make sandwich. a coffee. Yeah. Yeah.
0: They like go
6: I would go in and take 20 bong hits yeah, to make I'd, something. I,
4: <laughs> I'd <laughs> order my pie. sandwich, go upstairs, wait like 20 minutes, go back downstairs, and sometimes it wouldn't be done. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, okay, well, can you call me when mm-hmm. it's ready? I'm just upstairs. Send
5: me a postcard.
6: Yeah, but yeah, I'm always, I eat a lot.
7: <laughs> I yes. eat all Me all too. Are you I doing the too.
6: frozen ones from Costco? Uh,
4: I can't because Sage consumes all of them. Oh, okay. Mm. Yeah, my my friend Shelly said her
6: daughter eats all of them. Yes. They're so delicious. What like are two they?
4: in a row. Frozen acai
6: bowls from, from, from Costco. Costco. Oh, yeah. They're quite small. Do you put them so in, in the microwave? Not. What do you do?
4: You can leave them out on the counter for 30 minutes. Oh. Or you can microwave them. It's like 30 seconds and then you flip the frozen chunk of acai bowl and then you mic it for another 30 seconds, and then you add the granola and coconut on top.
1: Oh, okay. Nicole Simpson, you know, leave it out on in the
0: counter. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. And
4: Yeah, sage will the just. The ice
1: cream that was on the counter that they figured out when he killed, what? You know? Oh, yeah. whoa, whoa. oh, whoa, 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 yeah. whoa. I was wondering See? where you went, where, yes. where your
7: brain went brain there. <laughs>
5: Speaking of. Based on the decomposition television. of this ice cream. Yeah. You know okay. Do you have more questions for Alex? A uh, couple. Okay. No, uh, I,
1: want a, I want a Fight Club question, but go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> fight club.
5: Joe wants to know what you thought of the cookbook that he got you for Christmas just before Fawn was born. So that's seven years ago. Oh my gosh, that Do was you recall the cookbook If you cookbook can from even seven
4: remember, I remember him sending me a cookbook. And I remember liking it. Jody,
5: you remember what it was called? Yeah, I don't what think was it called? She does. I still
4: have. No, I don't remember what it was called. It was. It's on my cookbook shelf. Seven I years a is cookbook. a long time. Yeah, it is a long time. And two kids also just yeah. makes your brain. Yeah. Not so. But I remember him sending me that, and I remember really liking it because I still cooked quite a bit when Fawn was a baby because she just would like sit and hang out. But then since having Sage, I haven't. I mean, I still. Oh, yeah. I still cook, but not from books much because I just need no. to do like quick things. McDonald's. Not that. No McDonald's. No, no nuggets. Like is tonight, he we're having nuggets yet? No,
1: he's not old enough to eat. So no, tonight you well, have he left
0: he's leftovers He's eating solid food, ellen. but we, yeah, wouldn't him, food, we wouldn't give him. We wouldn't give him McNuggets. You have golden Valley leftovers tonight.
4: No, the kids are having that for lunch, I'm sure. No.
0: The
1: place turned
5: out okay. fine, just so you know. <laughs> well, I mean, he's nine months old. Yeah, I know. The uh, sodium yeah. would probably kill him.
4: Yeah. Well, You're not like, that.
5: literally right. kill yeah, him. It's yeah. Yeah. A
4: salty yeah. food until yeah. one. Yeah.
5: One at least. At they have least. to be drinking water on the regular.
0: Oh. All right, so Alex, you have to tell your kids this, that they owe me. What would that be? So I ran to the store to grab a couple of things, and I there they were. As I'm walking out, I look to the side, and there they are. What? Cow-tales. The cowtails. I don't
4: know why you started this whole cowtail thing. Oh, I good. didn't start it. What are cowtails? No. Don't he look at me. It. They're, a, are they? are Oreo candy. They are. And it's like this rope, that's like a foot long, and it's like a gummy Oreo cookie flavored outside, and then the inside it's is like quite a cream. delicious.
0: It's very delicious. It's
4: really weird sounding. <clears throat> it's I mean t- weird. But yeah, he bought some, and then now my kids are all
0: obsessed
2: and The cowtails. Cowtails.
6: Trader Joe's had a deal like five for three bucks I think that's where I go. they don't they, they they
7: don't got
1: them. They have Oreos cuz they they got Jojos.
7: Jojos, yeah. yeah. there you well, go maybe else. okay, so, so must get, go
5: yeah. some else. got them at
0: Lunds, Byerly's.
5: Yeah. I'm sure you can get them anywhere. I don't know. They're kind of Probably. like squishy meringue. I, I
6: never remember seeing them no, and now I've I've they're everywhere. I've never heard
5: they were seen
6: them once. They were very
5: popular a long time ago and then they kind of fell out of favor. And I guess now they're back. What cowtail taco? I I had only had one cowtail in my life
0: like 20 years ago. Oh, I didn't even Remember those. Yeah, from there. I had never now.
4: heard of a cowtail until he was like, I got the kids' cowtails. I was like, I don't know. But
0: here's it my favorite part of it. Oh, Lord. So they I go by and oh, there's the cowtail. So I grabbed maybe eight of them. Mm-hmm. Four of you. How many got right? home? Yeah. All eight. They're <laughs> so, still Okay. No. But I'm here's my 12, favorite part. But I'll say eight. But here's my favorite part. <laughs> yes. The cashier takes them out and goes, well, What are these? And she holds it up in the air. And the bagger goes. Wait a minute, let me see that. <laughs> then the people, the three people at the next cash register came over <laughs> to look. They got five full, full grown adults looking at cow tails huh, at Lund's not... and Byerly. I have no idea. I've
1: never. I, I know. Never seen these
0: Now, that you've, upon now
4: that you've heard it, though, you'll probably you'll see, see them like thing. three times this week. Oh, they, they were introduced in things.
1: about an hour and a half. <laughs> 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 they were
5: introduced in 1984. Really? Just before I, was I don't born. remember them at all. They look like I remember
4: buying sticks. them for the
7: kids. Huh.
5: Uh, oh, I can no. find an unwrapped one, probably. I, Let's see no, I, here.
1: I
7: still don't. I don't remember.
5: Yeah, they look like that. It's like a, um, a Tootsie roll, but not at all. It's a
4: Tootsie roll. <laughs> They're very roll, but but not. difficult but not. to describe. So, not. yeah,
0: we're loaded with cowtails now, so we're good to go.
4: Yeah, okay. Are there more questions? Or is that.
1: Other questions?
5: Um, well, there's a joke question. No a Lord. joke question. I mean, maybe it's a real question, but I <laughs> kind of doubt it. What's it like to have a cool mom and an okay dad? <laughs>
2: oh, yeah, yeah, I, who's
6: that? Is it my friend? Was <laughs> it you? Well, yeah. No. Probably well,
2: your brother.
5: It was a Bill. I don't know if he wants me to say his last name oh, on the air. cool so I'm not mom. Yes, do I know Bill? I don't know.
6: It's, yeah, it's Alex, right. answer the question. It's, <laughs> it's just great. Exactly. <laughs> Is that the last one? Anyway, she's, uh, she's claiming being she's Switzerland right now. Yep.
5: Uh, yep. That's uh, that's Focus Friday. So
0: No
6: yeah. Fight Club question.
5: No, no Fight Club. Fight. Oh. club. I don't well, even.
0: When we get to you, you can do Fight
1: Club, Yeah, uh, not you? Yeah.
4: Well, just, has, the, yeah her, why did, you should have
6: sent in a Her,
1: her book phony book club. book club. Well, I thought it was Catherine next. I was waiting for yours. Oh. Does <laughs> it does have
6: to be me next. She's it, next could be wait. Yeah. it could be Jude. It could be Andy. So, Catherine, be, what's it like to have
1: cool kids but an <laughs> <her> okay husband? <laughs> yeah, we'll get that again. Brad. Oh, cool mom, okay dad.
0: Cool husband, no. Okay husband. Yeah, it's great. Uh, okay. I just love my life. clearly lovely. Visit Shift2Cell.com because life is expensive enough. And we are back with stretches picks. Who's winning this thing? The Kitties, the Pack, the Bears, or the Purple? None of the above. Those are all the teams in the division. I know that. Well, who's your pick?
7: I'm going with Sabre Plumbing, Heating, and Air Conditioning.
0: What? It's not a football team.
7: Sabre is one of the largest Bryant dealers in the state, which means you save. Yep, I'm going with Sabre, Sabre and Bryant doing whatever it takes to keep you comfortable. Oh, uh, one more thing, Tom.
0: What's that?
7: Visit SaberHeating.com.
0: There's an article in the Wall Street Journal today. Why is airline travel so miserable? Just it. blame Florida. Wait, what? <laughs> it says blame Florida. They're, They're really Florida. trying to go after Florida yeah, for any reason they can think of. I know. Of. They really they are doing that for a that's good all about.
6: year and a half. The I've States, it.
0: Oh, here we go. The state's obstacle course jams up airspace over some of the U.S.'s most popular vacation spots. Oh, it's, and it's a, get a traffic issue. Look at this.
2: Holy Hannah.
0: Look at those flights that go into Florida every day. Oh, I'm oh. Sure. It's, <laughs>
6: hot. it's hot in hurricane season. What are they doing oh, down my there? God.
0: So,
1: so the issue is blaming Florida for because of the role they play in the traffic overall. Yeah, it's in just country. so many guess. flights yeah. going to huh.
0: Florida. My God.
6: Huh. Are people still moving like crazy? Or is there still...
5: Uh, it's yes, cooling yes, down. Yes. Well, it's the prices are cooling down. Oh, they well, are. that is for so sure. So I think we're going to see a lot more moving in the coming year or two when I,
1: houses are more reasonable.
6: Like I said, the well, car buying bubble burst. Yeah. Yeah, and Andy bought a car.
1: Mm-hmm. Although rent is going insane. Rent is insane. Is it really? <laughs> they're 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 paying twenty two. A month in New York, and now they think they're going to go up to five a month. How five grand a month? The hell would you go from twenty-two to five on on normal people? It's all foreign investors
5: who don't give a crap. Well, but uh, who are they
1: going to rent these things to? You know, I rich, yuppie types. There's plenty of them. I used to have
6: three roommates when I was you know fresh out of college. That's what you're going to have to do again.
1: Yeah, that's true. An increase like that's just. Un insane. But sixty G's a year in rent? Yeah. Holy god. There's enough people desperate
5: to live in New York that they would pay it. Because yeah, they true. think that well, salary, living in New salaries York salaries are
6: higher there. Well that is true. And when you're renting, you're not paying HOAs and you're not paying property taxes.
1: But it's not like you're sitting around And you get a rent with, credit back. If you pay 25 and it goes up to 5 it's not like you're sitting around an extra 25 that just happens to be no, around. you're just going to yeah. have to get you a know? roommate
6: that pays half the rent. Yep. That's, that's the only way to well, do yeah, it. Well, yeah, that's going to be the... only be way the, to do it.
1: The, but that's crazy. Or don't live in New York.
6: I don't yeah. know. I, I think w- this inflation is going to cause people to move to places that are cheaper to live I for sure. I think so, sure. yes. It's going to have to. You know what's
0: amazing about that? Is Catherine and I, in 1978 or 9, something like that... Rented a house on 20th Street and 2nd Avenue in New York City. Oh, it had a balcony.
6: It was an apartment.
0: Did I say, what did I say?
6: You said house. Well,
0: yeah, it was an apartment, yeah. It was an apartment, a uh, two-bedroom apartment with a living room. It had a deck overlooking the city. You could sit out there on the deck. It was phenomenal. matter of fact, you used to play wiffle ball out there with Kelly, yeah. Kelly West. But so it had all this stuff right in the heart of, Man- you know, lower Manhattan. Twelve hundred bucks a month.
1: Yeah,
6: yes, a month. But, the, but that was with a roommate. Adjusted you for were inflation, paying, so it's twenty-two hundred.
5: You said nineteen seventy-nine. Yeah, that's about right. Adjusted for inflation, that's five thousand dollars. Yep. So there you go.
0: So the save. There you price. go.
6: That's amazing. Yeah. It was hell. A it's lot never been an that.
5: affordable city to live in ever. No, no. no New well, York unless you were
6: willing to work. Well, there were a lot of places that were really, really sketchy. Well, I mean, yeah. Those have you all been gentrified huh? though. There's nothing left. There's sure. nothing left.
0: I still. Do you ever hear my first conversation in New York as a traveler, Mike? No.
6: First one ever.
0: First time I ever flew into New York. I fly into uh, LaGuardia, and I hop in a taxi, <clears throat> headed into the city. We're going through the Midtown Tunnel. Get out of the tunnel, and I look, and you know the the medallion has the. Driver's picture and his name oh, on okay. it. Oh, okay. The medallion? <laughs> Not the medium,
1: because sometimes I hear people call that a medallion. It's like, oh, yeah. let's hear what he's about to
0: say. Nah. <laughs> okay. It was an yeah. actual medallion. <laughs> okay. But I'm looking at it, uh-huh. and it's got his name on there.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So I said, So, what do you got uh, planned for later on today, Francisco? And there's a long pause, and he goes, Familiarity breeds contempt.
6: Contempt. <laughs> 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 Familiarity.
0: How great is that? <laughs> That's New York familiarity, though. Yep. I like that. Not familiarity. Familiarity breeds contempt. Yeah. And I just, I said, God, I'm home. This yep. is wonderful. It's I just a, love this. Quite a place. Uh, well, I do. I, I love New York City. Always have, always will. Well, of course, I haven't lived there in years and years mm-hmm. now I
1: because too many Yankee hats. A lot of Yankee my hats. My blood pressure just keep going up. Because I to, see a Yankee hat, my blood pressure goes up. Why do you just have to mean? mention baseball? Why? Two and a half oh, out. to the Twins, yeah. What Two and happened? a half out. It's a twins. good time to swoon, though. If you're going to swoon, right now is nice. the best well, time that's to swoon. True. Now, you've got to come back. And what's unfortunate is they didn't bounce back after the trades. You know, you were you, hoping after the trade deadline you'd get that extra boost. Yeah, they didn't yeah. get that. They've got a lot of injuries. They need infielders to come back. But Bullpen sucks. Well, well bullpen, yeah. They, they, the, the, they do not address the bullpen. Same way the Red Sox have not I don't get it. But, you know, I... I like old-time baseball versus just anybody can pitch i mean one more loss for the twins they could be in third place yeah that's right they're,
0: they're tied yeah. right now in chicago you know it could start oh, happening what you know it could start <laughs> happening <What? laughs> the wild
1: card battle between the Sox and the twins oh. Oh, oh, God. I mean, God, so far it. my whole life i've stayed out of a battle between those two teams they've never played <laughs> each other in the playoffs i've never had that but we may actually get to the point where really? i got to start getting a little mercenary here they've never played each other in the playoffs no no because they've always been that. they always been well it, not since, you know, they, they the, the last time it ever became significant was 60, uh, 67, and that was, you know, I was three years old. So, yeah, you know, yeah. I missed I miss that one. But, yeah, I um, the rest of them, no, they've never, the Yankees have always knocked them off. So. Yeah, that's true. Never have had the Red Sox twins of battle.
0: Are Yankees as good as they look?
1: Um they that Lasa King is really big, yeah, that's um, true. that was huge as far as their bullpen goes and and I think they rely upon people that don't come through when it comes down, like I would not want to rely upon judge and Stan personally, but you know i i the hat gives me ingina so. <laughs> Having a
0: heart attack just looking at a Yankee yeah, hat. I was
1: thinking about that yesterday. This young woman's walking along the street. She was wearing a Yankee hat, and I didn't like her immediately. I've
0: decided you're not you're not my kind of person. Yeah. That's what, the way you look at that.
1: One of my favorite things. I was on the back of an airplane. This guy comes walking on. He's wearing a Yankee shirt, and I look at him and said, "Laundry day." And he's like, "Red Sox fan."
0: That was it. That was <laughs> oh, our he knew it. <laughs> he knew it. Laundry day, Red Sox fan. Yep. See, he had you nailed. Yep. There we go. There's no question about it. i got to ask you guys a question. I'm not going to get too deep into this, but, you know, uh, this headline is in the paper this morning. Target makes strides to better serve black customers. Don't you just serve everybody the same? Can we ever get to a point where we're all going to be treated the same, do you think? Target is
5: pandering to
6: a
1: disgusting level.
6: That's because well, their stock they, went down. They've yeah. always done it in,
1: in different levels. They've just got caught doing it at times and it's been a problem. Um you know, like Target was the one that got caught sending out all the the pregnancy mailings. You know, because they had a they that had an al- algorithm yeah. that mm-hmm. figured out who was pregnant and then they'd send oh, them a whole okay. bunch of coupons and suddenly parents were like, wait, what? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Why am Jeez. I suddenly getting a whole bunch of Pregnancy issue, you know, like diapers and. Well, they yeah,
6: signed got... up for a registries, right? No, no, this no, was like, like an yeah.
1: algorithm that figured out who was pregnant.
6: Ooh, yeah, like uh, yeah. I hate that. <laughs> yeah, well,
1: exactly. I mean, it's not like you know,
5: like this complicated AI thing. It's like you know, young girls were going in and buying pregnancy yep. tests and baby clothes. So oh. it's like you know, duh, they're pregnant, but their parents didn't know until they got mail saying, "Hey, you bought these baby clothes. Maybe you'll like this yeah. too." and then all of a sudden they were like oh yeah i have to uh, tell everyone that i'm pregnant now. i
6: mm-hmm. recently cleaned out my jewelry box
0: oh that must have taken forever and
6: you know i all of your gemstones i picked up uh, <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> yes my mo- many many diamonds and things uh, i i picked up this this pendant that i've had for a long time it's a coin pendant and those have kind of been out of fashion for a while And I was looking at it, I was like, Oh, I wonder if I should keep it, if I should sell it, if I should la la, la la. I wondered to myself, all of a sudden on some social media stuff, I get all of these ads for coin jewelry. They're reading my mind now. No. It's (laughs) reading my mind. (laughs) It's very terrifying to me. I didn't have I didn't have my phone even in the room.
5: Hmm. Huh, that's weird.
6: Did you yeah. sure you said something about it? You must it have from... said
5: something to dad or something.
6: No. Yeah. Okay.
5: No, I don't know. Whatever you. I don't remember
6: should, you talking I'm about you, that. They're it's reading your mind. Your mind yeah, they're reading your mind. implanted it. If, implant if, it's, that,
1: a if chip. it's that advanced, it doesn't matter anymore. <laughs> it really doesn't matter. It's over. I didn't like that at all. Level, yeah. I'm like,
6: wait a minute. Coin jewelry isn't in again. Why am I getting coin pads? pendant?
1: There would yeah, be a oh whole no. bunch of people. You'd start reading their mind oh, and be like, okay, yeah. what the hell is that about?
6: I think it's really creepy.
1: How in the hell did you put that together? Yeah. Yeah,
0: how did they put that together?
1: I
6: don't know.
0: I mean, you, you have no idea why you got all this
6: nope. stuff? Nope. God, I,
0: see, that's unsettling to me. That's the one thing about I digital didn't. that I just hate. See, I I've
5: never had that happen. But I also don't go on Facebook
0: or Twitter or anything like that. I don't so, either. Yeah. But I I don't There either. is that.
6: Facebook is the worst.
0: Okay, I want to ask you guys this question. I already asked Mom yesterday.
7: Mm-hmm.
0: I keep getting notices from who the hell ever that somebody's trying to access my laptop camera. Yeah. Why would they be doing that? They That's probably a, aren't. Those are Oh, They aren't. Yeah. Oh, they probably aren't? Yeah. yeah. Well, now what, scare have tactics? you gotten a long
1: email about how they accessed it and they got all these pictures of you they're going to send it? Oh, yeah, everyone everyone's gotten so one send of those. A $5 yeah, got, billion yeah, got and no they'll stop. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's like, yep. you just send that out. You just send yeah, go it go right out. Go ahead. Yeah. Good luck yeah, to on. you. Good luck and with that.
6: Were you getting a whole bunch of them saying that you're – some, some bank account. You don't even bank at the bank.
7: Yeah. we yeah, was getting a yeah. lot of those. Yeah. So,
6: yeah. <laughs> we,
7: were, we, it's were insane.
1: we were getting calls from somebody that was trying to cash Bradshaw and Brian checks. And so they sent it to us, and like, look at it. Well, first, they spelled Bradshaw wrong on um, <laughs> um, <laughs> the check, That's and not two that It's yeah. like, uh, we we've we've, have never banked at that bank yeah. that they're doing it from. And it's like, who would take this thing? Yeah, <laughs> you know? But the spelling of our name wrong was a big hit.
0: You know? Yeah, that's not good when they spell yeah. the name wrong. Mm-hmm. There's no doubt about it. I've gotten Bernard and Barnhart. I've yeah. gotten those, so oh, that's yeah, good.
6: Catherine Brandit. Yeah. Catherine Brandit,
0: Oh, I yeah. remember,
4: like, when telemarketers used to call and answering the phone and
6: yeah is katherine branded this? i love Catherine that branded. i love the branded because then i knew to hang up on yeah, them yeah,
1: <laughs> yeah yeah well then, then you don't kind of get an idea where it came from yeah you know, at least you know you got that thing going yeah. yeah, probably not an area with
5: a lot of german heritage in it probably not
0: okay i'm going to send this around the table we can start with you alex Rel- okay. react to this and then mom then andy and then michael bryant i'm
1: outraged this is. <laughs> I want I, it to. It's a different level of how are these people cool and this person isn't. That's. <laughs> That's what it
7: is. Go No,
0: this makes me nervous. That's why I'm asking you guys what you think of it. This makes me very nervous. Uh, this is in the Star Tribune. It's an opinion piece in the Star Tribune today, and the headline is, "Long haul trucking has problems." Going driverless is a solution. They've been saying that for years. I, yeah. Don't, I, it's almost, not, not going to happen. huge semis driverless. Yeah, I mean,
4: I think it's more of one of those things that's like, wouldn't that be nice? Yeah.
1: That yeah.
3: would solve Maybe, so many problems. Right. Yeah,
1: Maybe right. 300 years from now, but yeah. I mean. You'd have to have all cars oh. to be it because you'd sync it on timing. That's how you'd work is you'd have yeah. them all on the road and they could all sync on who goes on here. Yeah. But if. One of them doesn't. That's the wild card in the bunch. Well, see, that's you know? the whole problem. Because yeah. like one goes bad, we're
2: screwed. Yeah. Well,
5: well the, I mean, the issue is driverless cars can't really do anything about snow, for example.
0: That's true. So yeah. it's like
5: in the winter in Minnesota, where you cannot see the lines on the road right, at all. Right. Driverless cars—they're years and years from even being able to try. Because if you notice all these driverless car startups, they're in, like, Texas or Southern California. Yeah, yeah that's true. Where it never rains, it never snows, mm-hmm. it never does anything.
1: Yeah, Although, it, if you it, watch some drivers, it might not be much different. Well, yeah, no. I mean,
7: <laughs> a, yeah, a driverless
1: car might have as good a
6: shot I think, as some drivers. why aren't trains driverless?
5: Uh, that is so, a great question. Well, some are, some are, aren't they? Some are, I think. I yeah. think yeah. a lot of the Japanese well, the Japanese ones, like the bullet trains, they have a conductor... But I think it's almost more like a formality or like an emergency kind of thing. Ha- cuz yeah. if something breaks, you know, the AI isn't going to be able to do anything about it cuz all it knows is brake here, accelerate here.
6: Because trains makes a lot more sense because well, it's a track. Yeah. yeah, it's a track. You, you don't right. steer.
5: Yes. Yeah. You know, and and if go. got
6: and if the switching is automatic mm-hmm. because of the route, that seems to me that that would be
5: There are I mean there's uh, I think um, Minnesota actually has some driverless uh not the light rail... Well, the light rail system, maybe.
1: Yeah, they've got somebody on it, I think.
5: Yeah, I don't... Yeah. Well, hey, uh... But then... Maybe. Then I'm not doing this
1: in a negative way. i got to believe unions are involved also. Well, I'm sure they are, <laughs> yes. Well, wow, that's what I'm wondering. Maybe <laughs> yeah. Wendy knows the answer.
5: <laughs> Wendy,
7: Wendy, Or maybe Wendy. she's
5: calling about something completely different.
6: She
7: forgot to she's ask a She's question. got <gasps> Fight
5: Club
1: questions for hours. Fight Club
7: questions. Yeah. Well, I know that my, my family used to own a trucking company. We got rid of it about 10 years ago. And you don't... No, you really don't want driverless trucks no because the one so. thing you, Well, the one thing that you encounter is there is no algorithm that can consider people who are not very good drivers.
5: Yep. Yeah, that's the thing. Oh god. Cutting off trucks no. oh, and brake god. checking them and yes. stuff.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And that's I mean, in, other driver issues.
7: In a perfect world, people if they see it, you know, if they look left, look right. If they look left and they see a semi truck coming then they don't try to go through the thing, you, you know, the, the the intersection. But in real life, people do try to do that. They right. don't even they don't even look. So yeah. it's unfortunately it's something that's problematic. And if it happens, I would be real curious to see what happens because they would be programming it logically. Yeah. It would take a really long time for AI to. Figure out what the you know what the rules of each different thing are and how people are going to react. Uh, it was there would be a lot of people who'd be in really serious accidents. You
0: know what's amazing is there's a big ad running right now. It's a public service announcement. And I don't remember who sponsors it, but it shows these driverless cars, and they put mm-hmm. uh, they stand a dummy, very human-looking dummy. Every one of them ran right over the guy. Every one of them. So no. I don't really want to get run yeah, over by a driverless car.
7: Mm-hmm. No. I mean, in, in, theory it's great, you know, in theory, it's a very promising idea. Yeah. But in practice, you can't—you know—you can't program things for the illogical thinking of others.
0: Well, and the problem is. If you go driverless, who's gonna beat up Michael Bryant when he cuts him off?
7: Yeah, I was
4: gonna
1: yeah. Him. I who's gonna follow him? Who's gonna follow him? he had a meeting. He wasn't following yeah. me. I'm, I got a meeting, bro. Oh, that's right. I got a meeting, bro. <laughs> oh my gosh, that's hilarious. Yes.
5: Oh yeah, Bob Franklin says the Mayo mm-hmm. has a driverless shuttle.
0: Oh, so there is that. Well, oh, the mail, yeah, but that's that's trying to derail again. Or, that's on rails, right? Is
5: it on rails? I don't know.
6: Oh, and I think when we had the Super Bowl here, they had some driverless. Oh, did they?
5: And shuttles. they've been doing like driverless buses mm-hmm. and My stuff. Field. But like I said, in the winter, there's really not a whole. Yeah, lot the you can sensors do.
6: are going to get covered with slush. Yeah,
5: well, yeah, it, it relies on being able yeah. to see the lines yeah. of the road and everything yeah, like that.
6: Not, I don't see it happening in Minnesota anytime
7: soon. Not for a
0: very long Mm-mm. time.
7: Mm-hmm.
0: Did you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, this David Tomassoni, did you know him? I know a Tomassoni, David. David, yeah, um, longtime Iron Range senator.
1: Oh, oh, yeah, yeah, he the died. Center. Oh, did
0: he? Sixty-nine okay. years old. That's that's. Huh. I just popped on and looked at his picture and I'm like, he died. What's his God. name? God. Tomassoni. Thomas, Tomassoni. T T O M A S S O N I. David Tomasoni yeah. battled ALS, unfortunately. Yeah. Oh, no. he had. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's not yeah, good news. That's not a good one. Boy, I tell you, it's tough talking to Ken Herbeck when he starts talking about his dad died of ALS. Yeah. Oh, I thought you were going oh. to start telling me about him. It's like, wait. wait. No, no, oh, no, wait. his dad. But that's that's a tough road to hoe. You know, he, he, you got this big big man and all the rest of it. He just he turns it into a marshmallow talking oh, yeah. about that stuff. It's yeah. just amazing. Yeah. Yep. well look at that the show's over look at that, we look, got a, at well, that. Dad, look at
6: that yeah. yakking for an hour Tug a couple of hours
1: we'll go right. <laughs> We never even got to the vikings <laughs> <No>. <laughs> okay Shit, it's, it's all, <laughs> oh, we're leaving we'll, leave. Leave. we'll talk is. to you tomorrow Marvel
0: with the family Field.